We're all disappointed, especially in our building, as we just got, we have to move forward. Um, we have to fix the problems, um, take a look at what we're doing, reevaluate um, absolutely everything from A to Z in the program. And then we can't let last week's game beat us again. So, um, um, had really uh, a good chance to sit down on Sunday, um, talk with everybody, sit down again on Monday, get things corrected, and then we have to move forward. Coach, it looked to me, and I can be completely wrong about this, that that was the first time all year your defense was thinking and not reacting and attacking. Would that be correct? Yeah, I, I would say that there was a lot of hesitation. And I know we talked about this beforehand every time that, that we have spoken is like to eliminate that. And um, once again, it just goes down to the figure out the whys. And I'm, I'm never, ever going to sit there and, and blame a, a player. I'm going to do what winners do, and that's reevaluate myself, and make sure that we're doing things that schematically are right for them, um, and then um, follow up with the kids and sit down and, and figure out the whys. So I'll keep that in-house. Um, to me, um, the biggest thing is the way that they responded on Monday when we met up with them. Um, they understood that uh, that's not the standard that we want, and um, they worked to get it fixed. So we've had a, a, a solid Tuesday, another solid Wednesday today getting off the football field. I, we all understand um, what's going on, and um, there was quite a bit of ownership by the players too, which is really cool to, to be able to sit down and, and talk to them. So let's see if, if uh, you know, tough times for us will we'll, we'll create a – um, a little bit of an edge getting back on the field. Coach, last question again. Thank you for your time. How do you get the confidence back after a performance like that? What do you need gotta, to do to make sure that doesn't become a second loss in a row? Yeah, you got to, like I said, you need to get back on the field. I think that's probably the biggest thing. It's like you can sit here and, you know, from our standpoint, getting back on the field and practicing and, and going through it and getting things corrected. That's one thing, but you know, when, when I think what will end up happening is, you know, deep down inside, this will always be there, which is like it's, a, it's it stinks because it's there. But, you know, um, that pain of the, the way that we all performed, um, you know, you, you would hope going on the field on Saturday that things would change. So, I mean, that's like anytime you go through this stuff, I think the biggest thing I, I know this from the coaching world, I would say probably as a player, too, is like when that happens to you, um, the biggest thing you can do is get together as a group. And then, you know, you, then you find out what kind of character you have, because, you know, sometimes what ends up happening is everybody will just point fingers and say, you know, it was this guy on this player, this guy, but I didn't get a sense of that. You know, I got a sense of a lot of guys saying like, we're going to get this right because, you know, it's, it's things that, um, that can easily be corrected. So we got to get back on the field. That's the biggest thing to, to get ourselves right just a reminder, if you're online, you'd like to ask a question, please hit the hand raise button. Coach, I do have one uh, texted in, uh, an update on Jason Vaughn, his play this season so far. Uh, Jason has done a good job for us. And, um, you know, Jason's um, explosive. Um, you know, Jason has an opportunity if he continues to work to, to, to be at the next level. That's what I believe. I think he has the skill set to be able to do it. Were there some elements of your defense that were exposed or you didn't play well? Well, there, there is, um, I don't know that. See, see, I don't, I don't do that part of like sitting there and blaming kids. And I, and I would hate to say, well, like, I mean, did they pick some? No, I, no to, but to me, I just, uh, I think Leo hit it right. Was there was a little bit of hesitation. 
you know, and when you're playing guys that are that are good, I mean, they they uh, they're a fast team, and if you hesitate on a fast team, then you can get out of place real quick. So, I, I just don't look at it that way. What we tried to figure out was the small bit of hesitation that was out there. That that part of it, when you have somebody that can run, run can get around you. That was the part which the most. Um, like when we really broke it down to figure out that, that was the why. And so, you know, you sit down with the kid and you ask them, okay, is there something that we're doing that's making you do that? But what is that about? And then you try to work on that part of it. Right. Did you get the feeling early that you weren't playing great? I mean, I mean uh, probably, like probably in the, yeah, in the, probably the, the third or fourth drive. That's probably the first time that I've ever pulled them all together. And you know, kind of looked them in the eyes. Yeah, I did that. Put them all. Yeah, put them all together. Yeah, look into them and just say, okay, we got to get going. And I don't know whether it was a situation where you know we've been a little bit of a roller coaster in the beginning of games where they thought they we could recover, but you could tell a little bit that it was a little bit different. So, but to me, it it just goes back to I, I just those those kids are unbelievable. They work. They do everything that we ask them to do, and this all falls on me. I mean, that's like to have the physical preparation, the schematic preparation, and then the emotional preparation that falls on the coordinator. And I got to do a way better job for him. Is it, is it as simple as tackling better in space? Is yeah. That- well, that was a piece of it. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just all out getting guys um, towards the football too. just the, the absolute, just, just trying to run to the football as hard as you can. So it's, you know, those things happen. I know it's been an issue. Um, there's been some plays during the year that actually has been a little bit of an issue, but not like on Saturday. So, uh, like I said, like these are painful. Like if you have a competitive spirit in you, like you, you can't go to sleep at night, you wake up and you just think it's like a bad dream. Your heart's racing out of your chest. And then the, the thing that heals me the most is seeing these, these players and, and just trying to figure out what, what actually happened and to be able to sit with them and just to see their response coming out to practice and just the small pieces of ownership all over the place. And that, that to me, like sometimes, you know, this happens, but it's really the way that you respond to it. And how does it look? Are we going to sit there and point fingers and say, this guy's fault and this guy's fault. And I never got a sense of that. I saw a lot of guys that like what winners do is they say like, where did I screw up? You know, what, what did I do to hurt us? And then what you do is you collectively get together and you own it. And I saw way more of that than I saw people pointing fingers. So, I mean, there's, you know, no perfect seasons of football. There's always pockets. I mean, 85 bears lost. So, I mean, is this just part of it? You've gone through this a million times. Just you hit a gap. You got to fix it, you know, and then you see who your guys are. Well, just like I said, we'll see on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, when you look at practice, you would say to yourself, but you can't simulate a game. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be really, really important for us to go out there and, like, like this is who we are. That wasn't who we were. Like, this is who we are. So just like I said, like, the only way to be able to get it back right is to go on the field and actually compete in the game. Good teams fix it. Bad teams Roll, sorry, that, that's well, the, the good teams address it and like call it what it what yeah. it is. You know, bad, bad teams, teams losers roll. just sit there and they say it's really not my fault. This really doesn't need to be fixed. And I'm not even talking about visually what you see. I'm just talking about like the the way that's coached, the way that's communicated. Um, what's the 
what is the common uh, thing that's happening, whether I'm practicing the games, why, why aren't we connecting this thing together? That's the winner's mentality. Like the losers just sit there and say, like, he's, he's not any good. You know what I'm saying? That's not never the case with these guys. These guys can play. It's just now you go back and you like tighten up every screw and like, okay, there's obviously something going on here. Like let's dig into it deeper and let's really, really like shred this thing out and find out, is this something from a communication standpoint? Is this schematical? Um, is this um, like things that were like, there's a common occurrence. So maybe it's getting X, Y, Z, all those things were dug into it. And you try to make sure you're crystal clear and the majority of times it, it's, it's where it's supposed to be at. You know what I'm saying? But that's what you do. If you really, really care, I mean, you're digging into every wall and making sure every wire is right. And just to make sure that part of it, the internal is right. But cause it's easy to fix the external. Like once you know, a kid knows what to do. Now you can get the actual, what to do fixed. Right. If that makes sense. That's the hardest thing to do when you come off one of these things is to really like me, like reassess myself. Like, is like the way that we're doing things, the, like what we need to do is this. Did we do this wrong? Did we do this wrong? And I, I like drain myself internally that way because you know, I believe if we, if we have a correct process on this thing, then we can find these things before they ever happen. Yeah. If you have the right process, you're going to find the answer. Yeah. yeah. What's it going to be like for you and KP to play Florida? Lane? Different. You know what I'm saying? We kind of like, we kind of laughed a little bit because it'd be like, uh, like, you you have like a spring game and they put like the one defense over on the other side and we're over there and you're going to watch some of the guys that you know and you know some of these guys might roll up to you and say what's up and like but they get it you know what I'm saying and they'll they they understand that part of it I'm sure they'll be we we went through a lot of like really cool things with those guys relationships are huge um those kids I believe care you know care about us we cared about them when you know, um, when we were there and, and still to this day and to, to see him on the other side, it'd just be different. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll probably keep our head on, more towards the bench and, 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 and not try to critique anybody. Have you have you had a lot of uh, playing your old team circumstances? Yeah, I think this is probably the closest to coming off of a place. You know, I think there might have been one where you might see an old redshirt senior you might see him down the road, but like the relationship that we have with these guys and then to see him again on the field, it, it, it will be, uh, it will be different to say, say the least. And I know KP will probably say the exact same thing. So there are a lot of coaches over there too, that we work with too. Yeah. So with their personnel, uh, they have a receiver that's putting up huge numbers. Yeah. Their running backs had a lot of success yeah. last week. What about defending them and those, yeah. and those guys particularly? Yeah. You know, um, we had to go against them when we were over there, you know, last year, Larry's like um, very explosive. He's powerful. Um, Tay is like, like he's leading the country almost in, in receptions and targets. So, I mean, they're, and they got a really experienced offensive line too. They're big body guys that can move people off the football. So create a big challenge because anytime you can run the football, you know, and then you commit some guys to stopping the, the the run game, and then they can they can beat you in the slot or beat you on the outside. That's why they're starting to like starting to get rolling a little bit because those guys are playing at just such a high level. So um, it should be like a, a crazy competitive game, and we're looking forward to it. I'm sure they're looking forward to it. Hey, coach, how you doing, man? Uh, hope Good, this man. has been great for you. Um, what uh, just making adjustments, seeing UAB and, and, and you know the, the output they had with you guys. What is going to be the point of emphasis 
this Saturday. Well, I think he kicked it around a little bit more. Like, we never controlled the run game. I think we came in there and we told the guys that was key to the game. Number one was, you know, stop the run game. And we put the fly sweeps included into that. You know, that was goal number one. And we never got it, we never got it under control to get them into, like, second and, and, like, predictable. So if they didn't have a successful run, they were throwing the football. That's what they did. And we never got them to the point where it was seen that, you know, they were going to throw the football. So you, you kind of chase that all the way around the yard. And then the big explosive chunk, you know, touchdowns that we just weren't doing that throughout the year. People would have to drive the ball on us. And then eventually you can, like, hold them to a field goal. So uh, uh, a little bit more of the tackling in space, getting guys on the ground, and just the overall execution. Gotcha. And with Daniel Richardson being uh, not the listed starting the start of the season, is there anything different that you guys are had enough from him to have a game plan for, for how you might protect it against LeJounte Wester and the type of quarterback that Richardson is? Yeah, well, it, it, you know, he's coming into his own. You know, he, he picked up, you know, I think it was the, the tail end of the Clemson game that, that he got in and um, – you know, you watch him, he's progressively getting better, you know, throughout the uh, the last couple of games. And then, you know, Tay is a good slot receiver. And when I was over there, like, we literally lined him up on, on defense and let him try to rush up the edge. That's what kind of football player he is. Like, he's like the real deal, tough, explosive, quick catches, like competitive. Like, he's the real deal. So we, we need to be aware of wherever he's at at all times. And they're doing a smart job. They're moving him around. You know, he lines up in the slot the majority of the time, but they'll put him at X receiver and throw him some balls. They'll put him in a the backfield. They'll create fly sweeps for him. They'll do a ton with him. So they're using him the right way, you know, trying to get him 12, 13, 14 touches a game. And, you know, he's going to bare bones minimum get you 10 yards. So they're doing the right thing with him. Does anything change with your personnel in terms of how you protect against a guy like that? Is it? Is it well, I think the matchup's got to be right. Yeah, without getting the specifics of it, I think, like, Matchups are always the key to the game. And then you were, you know, from being over there and really understanding his, his skill set, I mean, it's like you got to make sure that the person you're putting out there um, can actually play him in space. So that's one of the things that, you know, evaluate early on in the week and make sure that we're trying to recreate that in practice as much as possible. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, Leo, let's start off. Coach Gordon. I will do that. When I look at the NCAA game now, your quarterback just has to play well for you to have a chance to win. Is, is that pretty much uh, – I know that's simplistic, but that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. Yeah, you have to, you have, to have good quarterback play regardless of what you do offensively. I mean, the, the, the guy touches the ball every single play. He makes the decisions with the football every single play. And yeah, when, when you're talking about guys that and teams that have really good quarterbacks, then you obviously see that's those are the teams that have the opportunities to play for championships and to win every single week because their play is so consistent. So 100 percent, you know, the quarterback has to play really well every single week, regardless of what's going on at all. Like he's, he's got to be consistent. Coach, you have 15 possessions against UAB. You score 35 points on pretty much a bad day. What is this offense capable of if all of a sudden everything starts working? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's capable of scoring a lot more points than that. You know, um, we haven't seen that for 60 minutes. We've seen bits and pieces and flashes here and there. And we've seen also some inconsistencies, you know, all year long. So, you know, we we have to we have to be better than what we were, you know, last week. It's not about whatever the points the, the total amount of points, man, it it takes what it takes to win the football game. You know, if the other team is scoring points, you got to be able to match it. So it's not about necessarily, man, scoring a certain amount of points, but it's about having one more point than the other team at the end of the day. And, you know, last week we gave the other team too many opportunities um, and we put ourselves in a hole, which made it really hard, you know, to to be chasing from behind the whole day. Coach, you're playing another conference game. What do you see on film from you, uh, FAU? I think they're a really good defense. You know, they're well coached. Um, they have good personnel across the board. What they do, you know, schematically is really sound, and they play with a lot of confidence. You know, they run to the football, they're physical, and they don't just make a ton of, you know, mistakes you know, the busting coverages, people out of gaps, whatever it is, um, not playing hard. They do all the things that a good defense has to do. So they, they have a good defensive line that can get after the quarterback. And, you know, that's where it starts for them. they got good guys everywhere, you know, behind them too. So they, they, they've, got a nice, they've got a nice defense right now. Coach, my last question, and thank you for your time today. You're averaging right around 80 plays a game. That that's playing uber fast, isn't it? You know, we we feel like we can be faster at times. You know, we have uh, we have still yet to put it all together. You know, I'll leave it at that. But we have definitely grown from where we were early on in the season. This being year one, um, we have made growth. You know, in, in in terms of just the efficiency of playing fast and how it works and doing it. Um, being consistent, but there there are still opportunities for us to be even faster. So we're not we're not there yet. We we have work to do. Thanks, Coach. Good luck Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I'm talking about your running game. Thinking back to the first game at Western Kentucky, there were certainly times when the running game, running game dictated to to them when you had it rolling. I know the stats are are, are pretty good for the most part, but what do you think about just the flow? of it since then, how, how you run and game situations dictate sometimes, but just how you've been able to, to either get it underway or not get it under the way you wanted to and where you think the running game is right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's been inconsistent, you know, for sure. I think you could, you could point to whatever reason, you know, that is, you know, for the most part, we've had what we have felt like a really good plan every single week, you know, regardless of who we've played. And it, it comes down to just execution. You know, it's just, it's just like everything else. You know, there are times where we get everything dialed in and we look like a really good team running the football. And there are times where it's one guy off and you get thrown for a loss of two. And it looks like we're not any good at all. So we played some good. We played some good 
schemes, you know, in the box that have made it challenging just to pound the ball over and over again. And honestly, when that's the case, you know, we're going to have to take advantage of the throw game when that's the case. But I like that our guys are fighting and clawing every single week. We played that game last week for 60 minutes um, when, man, there was every reason in the world for a team to look up at the scoreboard and say, you know what, it's not worth playing hard anymore. And our guys never did that. So we know what we have in terms of the guts and the heart, you know, of our team and in particular our offensive line up there. And now it's a, it's our job as coaches to, to coach it up better and the players got to button it up and we got to play better. But, you know, there, there's been times where you've seen us run the football and there's been no answer for it. So it, it's about being consistent and learning how this offense works. And the quarterback still has got to make really good, good decisions with the football and get us in the right play and out of bad plays and all of those things. So we're a work in progress, but we're fighting and clawing and we, we have to be better. Are there times when you've had to get away from it just because of the way the game's going or, or it just hasn't worked or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the running game's going, you're just in what flow and it's, yeah. it's, it's working. Yeah. I mean, when, when we're in a flow, I mean, you're controlling you're controlling what you want to do, you know, schematically, you know, when, when you can run the football, the defense is forced to do something to, to stop you and whether they can stop you and not load the box or whether they have to load the box. Um, if they got to put another body in the box, obviously you feel really good about throwing the ball because your matchups are going to be lighter on the perimeter, but yeah, when teams can line up and, and they can make it hard to run the football without doing that, that's that's where any offense is going to struggle to run the football. So um, it's one-on-one matchups and it's technique, you know, and it's fundamentals. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try to take advantage of, you know, any team that's going to allow us to, you know, have even numbers in the run box or, you know, where they're going to put another guy in there, take advantage of take advantage of it however we need to, you know, in another way, but we just have, we got to be better. There, there's, there's no way around it. We, we have to execute better. We've talked a lot about Byram, obviously with the, the season he, that he's had. Um, and when you talk to people around him, whether it's teammates or adults, they all talk about the interactions they have with him just on a personal level that are just sort of at a very high level, you know, just the way he treats people, the way he carries himself. What's, What's your orientation toward that from not only just when you got to know him, but even now, just just the way he kind of responds to you and treats you and what, what's that yeah. like? Yeah, I mean, he's as a, he's as a high-class young man as you can be. You know, he's mature. He's got his priorities in line. He's the same guy every single day. Um, he's very respectful. You know, he's high character, everything that you could say, you know, complimentary of him. He's that, you know, he's that guy that, you know, exactly what you're going to get. Even when it's not easy for him, um, he's still that same guy. You know, he's got a great attitude about how he goes about his work and what he does. And he can make a mistake. 
And one of the things that's you know really impressive about Byram is he doesn't change who he is when he does make a mistake, you know. Um, and he's the, you know, like most people, you don't want to make mistakes, in particular on the football field, um, because you're hurting your football team. But he owns it. Um, man, he's for a guy that just turned 19 years old, it's pretty rare, you know, the maturity, you know, that he has shown to this point. So I don't see that changing at all. Obviously, I'm sure his mom and dad had a big part of, you know, raising him the right way. But, man, he's a special young man. So when you're talking, you know, when you don't love kinds of kids, when you talk to them, maybe sometimes you're throwing something out there and you wonder, did, did, they, did they hear me? Did they, did, are they following? And Byron seems like a guy, not only follows, but he's, like, got a question about it. He, he like, he not only heard you, but he's the one that wants to pick it apart. I mean, do you, do you get that, kind of that learning, that curiosity or whatever the word is about it? Yeah. Um a hundred percent. I mean, one thing that he also is, is really smart when it comes to <laughs> learning football. He doesn't have to hear it five times for it to sink in. Um, when he makes a mistake, he realizes why he made it. And he generally doesn't make that mistake again. And that's always, you know, as a coach, those are the guys that you love to be around because man, they're, they're fast learners. You know, they can adjust in game or in practice to what's going on and not freak out, you know, because something might be a little bit different than what they had thought it was going to be. So he learns really well. Um, and that starts with, he wants to learn, you know, like he understands how this works. Like he wants to be really good at being a football player excuse me, being a football player, being a really good human being, he, he understands that it takes work and it takes, you know, a process to get there. And he's about that process every single day. So, man, you, you can't say enough about just how consistent he's been on all all fronts since we've been here. And regarding this game, I mean, this is, you know, this is part of football, the, the ebbs and flows, coming back off the loss, making sure it doesn't beat you again, correcting. Um, are you are you really curious about the response and just kind of is this going to tell you a lot about what you got in terms of how you guys play this game and how you respond? Yeah, I mean for sure it's the next game. You know we uh, we had won two games in a row, and I'm not sure the last time that that happened. To be honest, um, and that feels good as a player. You know to to earn those wins. And then to not play your best football, you know, last week, he hasn't, you know, Byram and a lot of people on our offense and on our team that haven't experienced that. Like, man, you get a win, you get another win, you're feeling really good, and then you get humbled. And how you respond is everything. And, you know, how fast you're able to put it behind you, whatever happened that was good, whatever happened that was bad, put it behind you and go look to the next team. And to start getting ready for the next one, you know, that's that's the whole deal. Because if the last one is lingering on Sunday night or Monday or Tuesday, man, it's you're putting yourself in a in a bad situation. So again, with Byram and a lot of guys on our offense that, you know, having success, handling yourself the the right way when you're winning, are you still working the right way? working as hard as what it took to get those wins or are you getting complacent and then you get humbled 
you know, what's that look like? So, you know, for, for Byram in particular, a little bit of a new, just life experiences. And there's no other way to, to learn from them other than to live through them and to go through them. And that's as coaches, you know, I, I've been through them uh, as a coach, you know, my whole career, you don't win all the games, you know, you want to, uh, but there's also the, the reality that <clears throat> that's not the case either. Um, so as coaches, we got to help bring our guys along and, and get them to the point where, yeah, we were disappointed with how we played and it didn't turn out how we wanted to, but the longer that you think about it, you're affecting next week and you can't do that. Yeah. And one more thing about one of your former quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, talked about here and there, obviously when he came in, I was like, man, this guy is really productive. The guy was drafted that high and now it's like, and this guy might be the best in the league. Uh, and I was hearing somebody say, you know, this is, this might be the shift is, the NFL is going to start valuing guys who have 40, 50 starts and, and as opposed to the phenom the flash guy that comes out after one year. Do you, do you think that's the case? That like the Brock Purdy's of the world, maybe the value is going up? Yeah, like I mean, that? I can't tell you, man, I know exactly what the evaluation was on him coming out, but uh, he started 46 games in a row which he's highly durable. And, you know, just talking about what we were talking about with Byron and responding to the good and the bad, you want to, you know, look at the model of, you know, how to do it the right way. Like Brock was incredible, you know, for four years in 46 games, that didn't mean it was all easy and you won all the games. Like there's still some really hard Sunday mornings, you know, in his four year career, but, I think as a coach and you're talking about who you want to be playing quarterback for you, you want to know exactly who that person is going to be when things are going good and when things are going bad. And if that, that person is going to be the same guy throughout his career, when it's good and bad, man, then that's who you want. And I think the 49ers surely knew that Barack was really productive. He was really durable. He won a lot of football games. He set a lot of records, um, highly competitive. And man, once they got to know him, um, they were probably like, wow, this guy is exactly who you want, you know, as a leader, you know, uh, of your football team. So, you know, <laughs> for it to happen the way that it's been um, so early in his career, man, it's incredible. But He's been working ever since, you know, he got done playing at Iowa State. Like, he prepared the right way to get the opportunity to even go in to the draft, whatever that was, that whole process. From the time that he was in that organization, man, he's been working his butt off. Like, he don't pick up my phone calls in the season. Like, we we text, you know, here and there, and I don't try to bother him, but and I know why he's not picking up those phone calls because he shuts out the outside world and it's, man, his focus is singular. It's about his football team. It's about getting himself ready to play. And I think that's, uh, man, that rubs off in your locker room. You know, when the quarterback is the only thing that he is concerned about is doing everything he can for the football team. 
you know, you're going to have some guys that want to play for that guy. And then when he ends up being a really good player on the football field and, you know, he's in the zone right now, like he's playing really well. They're playing really well as an offense. That's yeah. And, you know, obviously just like everybody else, the, the challenge is to keep doing it. 